0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica. There is a nasty divorce bubbling in baseball. It is electric. Stone Banowitz hit the open.
1: Who ready?
2: I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my darn theme music, dude.
1: Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Lebanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajara and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, if two weeks
0: ago I told you November 7th this show is starting with a baseball theme, you would have said what?
2: Oh, I would have, I would have uh, called out sick. <laughs> I knew,
0: I knew that was coming. I knew. <laughs> I think, uh huh. Uh, they tickle in your throat. Uh-huh. I think that's a little
2: bronchitis. I got some bronchitis.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, Craig Council is the manager of the Chicago Cubs. Now I know what you guys are saying. Who cares? Why do we care? We just had Monday Night Football last night. Zach Wilson looks like a bum again. We have uh, another week of the NFL coming up in 48 hours. We have Florida State in Miami this weekend. Will Tyler Van Dyke play? Should he play? Is Florida State the best team in the country? But divorce is why we start today's show. Talking about Craig Council, the Milwaukee Brewers, him turning his back on a team that he has managed since 2015 on a city, a community he's been a part of for 17 years to go to the enemy, the Chicago Cubs. Divorce. Divorce. Divorce is a very negatively connotated word. I mean, Theo Stone, when we think of the word divorce, we think separation. We think we think strife. We think custody battles. It, it, there's very rarely any time where you can look at divorce, at least in the short term, and say, ah, that, that's satisfying.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough, right? Like, it's, there's two parties trying to, there's a lot of litigation involved. There's usually kids involved. It's a sad thing for a lot of people. Um, but as we've seen recently in, in sports and in life, I mean, some of them can end happily.
0: They can. They can. Which brings me. To the Las Vegas Raiders, who they get ra- uh, rid of of Josh McDaniels, and they pick up a win over the lowly, awful Giants, and they're smoking cigars in the locker room after a week eight game. I've never seen anything like it. I have never seen anything like it. Full-fledged party <laughs> after beating the worst team in the NFL, all because their head coach, they divorced him. That, that
2: for Josh McDaniels, has to make him think, oh, my God, am I cut out for this sport? He's, he's, he's torn up right now. There's a New York Post headline that says Josh McDaniels was broken after Raiders players begged him to change during intense meeting. Broken. The players were begging him to change, and now they're parading on his loss. Like, it's, it's crazy. They're, they're stomping on his career grave. I want
0: you to hear, going back to baseball for a moment again, Craig Council, Craig Council, who went to the postseason four of the last five years with the Milwaukee Brewers. His contract expired November 1st. The Chicago Cubs, who had a manager, by the way, David Ross, who happens to be a World Series hero for them. He was a beloved player on that 2016 World Series team. Got them to within a day of the postseason this year after a miserable first half of the season. What do the Cubs do behind his back? They negotiate with the enemy, Theo. They Mm. negotiate with the side piece. It's the equivalent of you have been married for for 10 years to your beloved wife. And maybe you you haven't had a great line of communication recently. Maybe there's been bickering. You can't find common ground. And uh, you, you know there's an issue, but hey, we're in it for the long haul. We, we presented our vows and we said till death do us part. All the while, though, your wife, your partner, she's, she's talking with that guy at work. Mm. She's mm. talking with the guy who she did the project with, who she has worked late with. <laughs> and you and your wife decide, all right, well, maybe we should divorce. And your wife says, that's right. We should. Ooh. And by the way, I'm engaged to the guy from work. Oh, that's Man. nasty business. That's exactly what happened with Craig Council, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Man Chicago Cubs. Nasty business, right? Even even just presenting that hypothetical, doesn't it make you feel like you have that pit in your stomach?
2: Yeah, and even, you know, to make it even even worse, it's almost like it's not just a guy from your wife's work. It's almost like he's a guy from your wife's work, and you guys are rivals. Like, he's a guy that you're competing against right. to get clients and whatnot. Right. Like, right. That, that is bad. Well, that's the thing. It, this makes
0: it even sicker. Because maybe you don't know know about the guy at work. You know she's got a business partner at work, and maybe you're a little bit suspicious, but you don't quite know. You don't quite know he's the rival. (laughs) The Cubs and Brewers, I mean, they're on the open public. That's a rivalry. There is dislike. There is disdain. And the Chicago Cubs said bleep it. Hey, World Series hero, sorry. It's been fun. The fling was great, but the passion has left. Hey, Craig Council, come check out this body. That's exactly oh, what happened. Oh. It's awful. Ch- oh, check out this body. And oh yeah. We're gonna pay you a buttload of money to look at this body. Oh, oh yeah. Come into this baseball bosom. It's like it's oh my, yeah. Come into my baseball bed that I oh, once shared yeah. with David Ross. Yeah. It's it's like, I got hot.
2: <laughs> it did. It really did. I mean, <laughs> I got a, real hot. I'm, blood... I'm actually
0: kind of tingly right now. It's my weird. blood was
2: boiling, and now yeah. it's like I'm. I'm it's kinda, it's kinda I'm getting weird kind over of kind of actually kind of scintillated. Yeah. Right? Um. The other part of it is, yeah, like he's he's getting paid the richest contract in Major League Baseball history for a manager. So it's almost like your wife is leaving you for this new guy and she's treating him better. Right, and she's doing the things that she wasn't she, doing with you. She she the already experimenting. Yeah, she bought oh, a summer yeah. home.
0: She bought a summer home with him already. That's <laughs> you didn't have that with your with your wife, and uh, she and him are going in on a summer home
1: together. Oh my what god! What the hell
0: is that? Uh, how are they handling it in uh, in the dairy state as they call it? How are they handling it in Wisconsin? How are they handling it in Milwaukee? Well. Why don't you listen to this from our sister station, ESPN Milwaukee, yesterday upon hearing the news of their beloved Brewers manager who led the brew crew to postseasons in four of the last five years. Uh, Craig Council, how are they handling him leaving for the Cubs? Well, just just take a listen
1: this is the biggest betrayal in Wisconsin sports history because of the fact that he understood what was on the line. He understood that moving from Milwaukee, not just to any team in Chicago, but to your rival in Chicago and the Chicago Cubs was something that everybody would be up in arms about. It's an absolute betrayal. Him growing up in this city, him understanding what that rivalry means. To have a pick at so many different organizations, whether it's the Mets, whether it was the Guardians, he was in the news about maybe the Astros the championship team he chose the team that we hate here in milwaukee and that's the chicago cubs and i'm telling you this is the biggest betrayal in sports history for wisconsin
0: wow I mean, that's pretty pretty cut and dry right there
2: um betrayal so there are five steps five stages of divorce there's denial there's anger. There's bargaining. There's depression, and then there's acceptance. What stage do we feel like our sister station ESPN? Uh, what was the first Madison? one? So denial is number one. Yeah, let's okay. go with anger number two. Yeah, Anger's yeah, I'm number go two. With number two. Okay. Yeah.
0: Whichever one was anger. Yeah, Stone's <laughs> right. That's
2: the one we're going with. Correct. Well, they've got three steps to go, so we'll have to keep checking <laughs> in with them. <laughs> I, I
0: have a feeling we might be waiting a while for acceptance. We
1: might
2: <laughs> be waiting a while
0: for that. And and to make it even sicker. Uh, I mean, this guy grew up in Wisconsin. This guy grew up in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. His father worked for the Brewers. So that makes that makes this that much worse, that much more dastardly. It's 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 painful. So now Craig Council and the Cubs, they're going to go to their summer house, right? And they're going to enjoy the stream. They're going to go fishing. They fought a boat. They even have a boat, Stone, a whole damn boat. Meanwhile... You're going to have to slink off. The Brewers, they slink off to a little condo, a little bachelor pad, and they start from scratch. How sick is that?
3: I mean, it's just so brutal. I, I think the whole situation, I I, I, I do want to take a, a peek a behind the curtain. A condo stone, I, a condo. His mindset, like doing all of this, like knowing how this was going to go about, like that's where I question. I, I want to know what his brain was thinking.
2: Whoa, do you, do you have to question it? Have you seen the summer house? I right. think they even built one of those rooms that Jada Pinkett was saying that she had a Will Smith. Oh, they built that in the basement. you're yeah.
3: forever on everybody's bleep list from here on out, and you know that, and you have to live with that. But, you know, that's, what, the money's and, for, and that's what I think the live golf situation was. If that's what we have to compare to this, then I think that gives us our answer. I don't know.
2: That's what the money's for. It,
0: so, So sports divorce is very much like real-life divorce. It can be extremely acrimonious. Extremely angering, contentious, ugly, or... It can be a joyous occasion, worthy of celebration. How many times have we seen women in terrible marriages, they get divorced, and then what happens? They lose 15 or 20 pounds. They get those tight dresses. They go out with their girls, and they are literally turning back the clock 10, 15 years, lost time. Suddenly, they're desirable. Suddenly, men are looking at them. That's what the Las Vegas Raiders are going through. Right now, gone is the, the the guy who drinks too much, uh, the guy who never gave a compliment, the guy who had the wandering eye. Mm. Josh McDaniels is out now. The Raiders, they're uh, they're they're on a diet, right? And uh, they're going out and they're they're having martinis with the girls, and suddenly they fit in that dress. And they're realizing their self-worth. The Las Vegas Mm. Raiders, they have skipped all of those stages of divorce. Their right to acceptance. It is the best thing that's ever happened to them. It's the complete other side of the coin to the Brewers, the Cubs, Craig Council, that love triangle. The Raiders are so happy, Theo.
2: So happy. And I think part of the reason why they're so happy is they were the uh, petitioner of the divorce, if I must say so myself. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, as you can tell, I did Somebody my buddy Somebody Googled today! <laughs> Somebody's been using Google! I heard that Stone and, and and Ken were so great at the Google machine, so I'm just trying out. I'm trying to be like the Google intern. Am I working my way up the ladder? If you didn't say petitioner like that, we would have just rolled with it. <laughs> right. But you put a little extra spice on yeah. it. Well, everybody in their mama in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast knows I don't know what a petitioner is. Okay, someone. So we, but now <laughs> you know, we know, this yeah. man
0: been searching divorce lawyer websites.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I'm sure I need to clear my history as my fiance <laughs> Ashley. The, the
0: man gets the man gets married in February. He said, see, she's like, why are you? Why is your search history through uh,
2: full of divorce lawyer addresses?" I'm over here like, okay, so alimony is uh okay. That's it. Oh, <laughs> hey, it's pricey. Okay. Oh man, oh, no, <laughs> but but the Raiders were the one who th- elected to have the divorce, right? Like it was Josh McDaniels' poor performance. It was his unwillingness to change. It was him coming home late smelling like beer. You know, like he did this to himself, but the Raiders are the one that got out of the relationship. So they're always going to get to step five way quicker than Josh McDaniels, who I I don't know. I don't want to know what it looks like for him right now.
0: Uh, what was your most notable sports divorce, and was it happy or acrimonious? What was your most notable sports divorce, and was it happy or acrimonious? The one that still sticks with me, and I think it's appropriate since I am here in my hometown of Chicago for the next couple of days. FAU plays Loyola tomorrow. I'm at our sister station, ESPN Chicago. want to thank them for having me here on State Street in the loop. Um, it, it was such... A massive life adjustment to have MJ and Scotty and Dennis and Phil Jackson. And one day they're there and they're celebrating a championship. And the next day, Michael is retired Mm. and Phil is in L.A. And Scotty is in Portland. And then you just became irrelevant and Randy Brown is your best player. Like mm. for me the the breakup of the Dynasty Bulls was I still to this day and I've largely moved on from that franchise but to this day it's still jarring that it went from top of the mountain the greatest collection in NBA history to them spread around the league and you had to watch them and suffer as they found success elsewhere and the Bulls became the absolute basement of the NBA. That is a sports divorce that I'm not quite sure I have fully gotten to the stage of acceptance with because it was just so for a a, a young buck like myself, mm. not a Milwaukee buck, just a buck, a a a young man like myself, it was such a a a dismal life
2: event. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, "Are you Thanasis all of a sudden talking about young bucks?" Um, Can we
0: uh, speaking of Thanasis, by the way? <laughs> and if you don't know, that's Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother. I firmly believe that if it wasn't for Giannis, Thanasis would um, maybe, maybe be capable of playing in the local YMCA league competitively. I don't even other than that, I think Theo, Stone, myself, we may have more talent or at least ability to consistently play basketball than Thanassis. I don't actually know if he knows how to play.
2: He, I, I, I don't think he does. I legit don't think he does. And the weirdest thing is that's all he does professionally and that's all he so even if he's that bad, think about how crazily bad he had to be when he first started. The fact that he's at this level now, what, 15 years into his basketball journey? Like, it's actually sick.
0: He can't catch. He can't dribble. He can't move his feet. He can't pass. He can't pass. He's like a collection of arms and legs that sometimes walks onto a
2: basketball floor. There's a little picture, and I hate to keep bringing this up because I'm sure this is, I want to say it's his low point, but he has so many low lights. There's a picture of him trying to contest a three-pointer, He's jumping from the three-point line on the wing. So corner three-pointer. He's in the spot where the corner three-point shooter would be. He's jumping to contest a shot. The guy is shooting the ball from right, right outside of the box. Uh, like he's like he's ten in, feet in front of him. What are you guarding, 10 feet dude? In front of him, the, the rim is not between him and the ball. The ball player. He's trying Where? to contest the shot. like he's a fan jumping out of the stands. It's weird.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, there is sports nepotism. Like, sure, we've got Chris Collinsworth kid on the the Notre Dame games that nobody likes to hear. Yeah, I think it's Jack Collinsworth, uh, and then there's Ian Eagles kid uh, who has flown through the ranks of sports broadcast. Uh, there's Brian Ferentz, uh, who lost his job just recently as the offensive coordinator in Iowa. And then there's the Antenna brothers. I mean, that that's the most inexplicable example of sports nepotism going uh, in the world right now. What was your most notable sports divorce, and was it happy or acrimonious? Mine, as a young Bulls fan, was seeing the Dynasty Bulls go their separate ways. And yes, it was acrimonious. But maybe, maybe... You're like the Raiders and Josh McDaniels was fired and you're smoking cigars in the locker room and uh, throwing a party, uh, the likes of which we've never seen after a week eight game in the NFL before. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Social media is open. Let's start on the phones in Lake Worth with Kevin on Levica Theo, and Stone. Hey, Kev.
1: Hey, fellas. Uh, so I'm kind of going to go a different route on this. I don't know if you saw the story with Josh McDaniels and Antonio uh, Pierce and, and how he had Antonio Pierce talk in front of the team. Yeah. Uh, and he brought up how he won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Right. And then Josh McDaniels scolded him. Don't you for ever talk about, about
0: the, the Patriots, Patriots
1: like that, like it's some
0: sort of secret, uh, secret club. <laughs>
1: There needs to be a league-wide investigation on the Patriots and Bill Belichick because I I promise all of his assistants are just out to destroy other teams. You had Brian Flores with the Miami Dolphins and and that debacle. You have what this Josh McDaniels is doing. What Joe Judge did to the (laughs) two-time Super Bowl-winning champions over Bill Belichick and the Giants, I I think there needs to be an NFL investigation on this.
0: I, I think that maybe, just maybe, you've stumbled onto something, and Josh McDaniels, and appreciate the call, Kevin. Josh McDaniels may have been given a little bit of uh, of an insight into it. It is a a secret club. Uh, Stone, do you remember the movie Nicolas Cage, and he's reading all these different symbols? Uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. It might oh, be something bad. like this. that, was, no, nice. that was good. Was was I'm nice. you jumped in with yeah, that. I like I those knew, movies. They're good. I, I, they're good. They're, they're sort of like, um, uh, oh, God. And
2: now I'm blanking Tom Hanks. Oh uh, uh, Indiana Cruz. Indiana Jones.
3: Oh my
2: God. That's not even <laughs> Indiana Tom Jones. Hanks. That's not Tom Hanks. I know I'm just throwing names out there now. But I should Indiana Cruz. What is Indiana Cruz? I, I, I was thinking about Tom Cruise and the then Indiana Jones. Hispanic version of Indiana Jones.
3: <laughs> Indiana Cruz. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Indiana Cruz. Oh boy. Um, but as far yeah, as I Tom Hanks... the Da Vinci Code, by the okay. way. Oh. Uh, National
0: Treasure is uh, yeah, Da Vinci Code for, for younger it. people. Yeah. All right. Uh... Well, I guess what I was saying, I'm still caught up in Indiana Cruz. Is Sorry that there's about a that, secret guys. society? Bill Belichick is in it. They meet in an underground lair, uh, and he is uh, he is uh, has tasked all of his assistant coaches. who get head coaching jobs with uh, bastardizing the rest of the league and uh, leaving the Patriots this the lone standing organization. But because Bill Belichick has lost his fastball, uh, suddenly the uh, the the Patriots are vulnerable. There, that was the point I was trying to make. Now back to the movie poster of Indiana Cruz. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Um, it is. It was my mistake, guys. I always derail us. I thought I was on fire. The problem was, I did well with national treasure. I got ahead of my skis. You don't want to get over uh-huh. your skis. Is it a ho- over your skis or ahead of your skis? It's both. Both of them. Yeah. I don't want to do either you don't one want to of do them. Either of and them. I did both. So yeah. sorry. It's all right.
0: Uh what was your most notable sports divorce? And was it happy or acrimonious? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And Theo, I know you divorced, you made the decision yes. to divorce the Carolina Panthers. You did it the right way though. You informed the Panthers yes, that yes. you were leaving. Uh, you packed up your stuff. You left or you kicked him out. Which one was it? Did you well, no. kick him out or did you pack up your stuff and leave?
2: It was, no, it was very, very like, it was nice. It was cohesive. Remember, I, I gave the Panthers a chance to come back. This was a mutual parting of yes. ways. Yes. Now they wanted me back and that's why they made it to my signing day table. Remember it was the Panthers, the right. Eagles, the Chiefs and the, the Dolphins. Dolphins and the Panthers. Just, they couldn't make it. They, like again, and we're seeing now why, right? Like we're looking across the way, and we're looking at them, and who's doing better after the divorce between me and the Panthers? I mean, it's Life clear. Is good for you. It is clear. I mean, I'm about to get remarried in February, so
0: yeah, it, <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely. But uh, uh, I, I just, I, I think you did it. You did it the right way. Now, some people, just based on that, like I, I think that. It's very much like real life. It can be happy. It can be life-changing. Or it can be down in the dumps, never get over it. Yeah. Like, I'm still struggling with mine. It was a transformative time in my life. I was I was coming of age. And then what I knew, this basketball standard left me. And then they all had success elsewhere. Well, I was left with, well, the uh, the hamster. Uh, the 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 pet hamster and that was it and it was me in a dark apartment eating ramen and I didn't know where to go I didn't have any other uh, people to talk to or have a relationship with uh, meanwhile everybody else is, is having their fling you you found something wholesome in yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs Theo and and you and the Chiefs are very happy uh, your kids have come together they get along life is good uh, you go on a regular date night with the Kansas City Chiefs mm. like this has worked out very very
2: well for you 100 percent. my mother likes the chiefs better you know they're we're getting along with the in-laws way uh-huh. better in this one it's, it's uh-huh. harmonious um it's beautiful and we even took a trip to germany this past weekend and we had a ball i mean we had it up in germany frankfurt germany we made history in germany did you know about this ken mm-hmm. we were the first oh, well you haven't heard about this yet ken are you mm-hmm. still there Mm-hmm. We still with us. Mm-hmm. So Ken, yeah, me and my team. We, we we took this huge. It was a beautiful trip to Germany. We hopped on the jet. Um, had a great day. It was a, really a brunch. It was really an early morning right. shellacking, um of. I guess what, what team was that? Stone that the Chiefs. The porpoises. NID. The porpoises. Mm-hmm. Okay, the porpoises. I think it might have been the dolphins, though. I think it might have been, and also I think we're twenty-two minutes into LaVica, Theo, and Stone, and I haven't heard the Kermit the Frog-sounding Patrick Mahomes uh, imitation from one other than uh, Ken LaVica, which is a payoff we're supposed to be getting, but we can get to that later. We can get to it later. I just thought I should point it out because yeah. we we're talking about this great post-divorce life I have right now.
0: Yeah. So. Um. We need to figure out what segment uh, do I...
2: <laughs> For so those that don't did, know...
0: We did make a bet on Friday... Yeah. Uh, Dolphins, Chiefs, me Dolphins fan, Theo, Chiefs fan, uh, the, the, the loser. The loser fan uh, needed to pay off a bet. Uh, mine was, if the Dolphins lose, I need to do a segment of today's show in a Patrick Mahomes voice. Uh, Theo would have had to uh, ride his bike to work. Yeah. Uh, he has not had to break out the bike. I would have had I to mean, buy well, a bike as well. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been quite the investment. Um, me, I've been uh, lubricating my throat in preparation wow. for...
2: Oh, my God. Mark that. That's... Oh, Oh, yeah. If you, you said that, have sick model. If you said that on I Cameron and Mace's show, they would have had an aneurysm. <laughs> they would have. Had,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I I I need uh, guidance. When should I? Should it be the next segment? Should oh, it be at the, the an, top we'll, of the
3: one o'clock hour?
2: When know, should it happen?
0: Well,
3: to the end of this hour.
2: The end, end of, this of this hour, hour? yes, yes oh, yeah, yeah, The final right. segment. We don't want to. We don't want to stretch you too far. You got a big game to call tomorrow, so. We know, Is that another
3: we, one we should mark? We know you're lubricated and everything, <laughs> but we don't want to stretch you too far.
0: <laughs> um, what was your most notable sports divorce and was it happy or acrimonious 888-760-3776 760 3776 social media at KLV 1063 that's 888-760-3776 what was your personal most notable sports divorce was it happy or acrimonious is yours more like uh, Milwaukee Brewers fans who are are saying Craig Council's name in vain today after he went to the enemy, stabbing them in the back, open flirtation into leaving them at home, packing his stuff and leaving and going to the Chicago Cubs, the young hottie. Are are you bitter like that or... Are you happy with your divorce? Like the cigar-smoking Las Vegas Raiders. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. Also, guys, I know some Dolphins fans that are still, still not through the five stages of post-divorce grief with Nick Saban. Mm, Still. That's rough. For me, though, as a Dolphins fan, I have, I flew through the five stages of post Brian Flores divorce. Oh yeah, I mean I accepted that right away. Yeah, that was a private jet. Yeah. I mean what's well, we just- Mike and what's funny Mike McDaniel is like you go to college and there's sort of the uh, the nerdy girl you, you meet her in um, uh, political science class, nice. right? And maybe you go to, to to frat parties and there's girls there where you're like, damn. She's hot, but this girl in your class, like there's, she's a little bit homely, but there's something about it, right? There's this connection that you have with her and you're, you're drawn to her and, uh, yeah, you, you, you go out for ice cream or, uh, you, you go to a movie and you're like, wow, I can see myself spending the rest of my life with this person. Uh, and you can't, you, you, you don't understand these feelings cause you've never felt like this before, uh, about a woman. That's Mike McDaniel.
2: Wow. Yeah. And then what happens when, when she takes the glasses off? And then all of a sudden, lets her hair down and the glasses come yeah. off. My God, I this mean, is a rom com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like she's all that. That was. starting
3: Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. That was one of your better analogies in the
2: past couple. I'm weeks. I'm telling yeah. you, we all been there, man. We all been there. He's been doing it. He's been doing yeah. his thing lately on these. Yeah, yes, no he doubt. has. Good thing no he doubt. lubricated his uh his throat. Mm.
0: I'm gonna go further lubricate myself. While well, you call 888-760-3776. Uh, lubrication with that is optional. What was your most notable sports divorce, and was it happy or acrimonious? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 Social media at KLV 1063. That is Theo Dorsey. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm the well-lubricated Ken Levick. It's Levick, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063.
0: I get the sense with the Las Vegas Raiders and their recent divorce, I think it's the same conversation as when it, your, your franchise or even in a personal relationship, there's always a dark cloud around you. with you're with it, When you're with this person, they just... They they, they, they they darken everything around you. I, I know in sports, like Stone, have you ever heard of Energy Vampire? Oh, my God, yeah. Coaches love that. It's a book. It's from a book, but it's become mainstream over the last couple of years. Like Lane Kiffin talks about it all the time. Don't surround yourself with energy vampires. They suck your energy from you, uh, and they, they take your joy. Like Josh McDaniels was absolutely that for the Raiders. I think Brian Flores was absolutely that for the Dolphins. Uh, once that dark cloud lifts, it's amazing the clarity that people feel. And I think that's what the Raiders are going through. I think that's what the Dolphins did go through. There's countless examples of that all the time.
2: Yeah, I think, and I'm a huge believer in, a, in, in um, how, how much of an impact energy does give. Um, you know, it can neither be created nor destroyed, just transferred. And when when Josh McDaniels transferred his ass up out of that locker room, a party immediately ensued. I mean, the the videos that we're getting, the public stuff that we're seeing from the Raiders looks like pure jubilation. I wonder what's the stuff that's not getting recorded right. that's being said or done like these dudes are at an all time high. I remember we talked about how sad Devontae Adams looked um, after that. Was it a primetime game um, that the Raiders lost? And yeah, it was it was against the Lions. Uh, that's the one that got him that got McDaniel's fired. Right, I feel like it was a Monday nighter or something. It was a primetime game. Yeah, prime, it was against the Lions. And, and, and I I just remember how sad and demoralized and depressed Devontae Adams looked. He knew he wasn't getting traded, and we all felt bad for him. And and all it took was a firing of the GM, a trading or a firing of uh, Josh McDaniel's, elevating Antonio Pierce, and now Devontae Adams looks as happy as he was in his college days. Like it's crazy. In a how a world- you could do that.
0: In a world where we
2: still rip
0: on baseball players for hitting long bombs and if you flip the bat, you're still going to have a population of society that's going to judge you and say, act like you've been there before. Same thing with, with basketball, same thing across the board. You add in the NFL, the most man up, get to work league out there. And after a week nine game, all those guys are in the locker room smoking cigars like they've won a Super Bowl, celebrating as if they've accomplished something, and everybody collectively gave them a pass because of how big a pud Josh McDaniels is. Like, think about that. You've got to be a major league jerk in order for the entire sports population to give an NFL team a pass for a cigar celebration in the (laughs) locker room after a week nine game against the worst team in the league. Boy, Josh McDaniels sure has had an effect on people. The only, God.
3: The only comparison that I can make right now in the NFL is what Urban Meyer was to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, man,
0: that is perfect, Stone. Didn't even think about it. You're a 1,000% right. That was like entering the pearly gates of heaven after spending uh, months in the fifth circle of hell.
2: Literally. It, it couldn't, you couldn't have defined it even, any better. Um, Urban Meyer... Too much time, you know, spending his energy on on blonds in Columbus, Ohio, instead while of. Well, she uh, was spending her energy. He was just the recipient of the energy. Well, uh, yeah, that was yeah.
0: not energy vampire. That was
2: <laughs> energy reception. I, well, hey, well, you know what? I'm, I'm not mad at the man for receiving it. Just timing, man, timing and placing, dude. You're the coach of a of a franchise. You're staying behind while they're traveling back. And um and yeah, Urban Meyer, his exit from Jacksonville turns out pretty good. The Jaguars are what a game out of uh, first place in the AFC right now. These are good divorces. These are examples of divorces where, uh, dare I say, everybody wins? Yeah. Yeah, except for the person. uh, They still get paid.
0: I suppose. I I, I, I don't know about you, though. I cannot look at Urban Meyer on Fox every Saturday. Big noon on Saturday. I can't look at him without thinking about him on that grind in Columbus. I mean, he was on that grind. He was getting grinded on, mm. but he was on that ground. But I can't... It, he humiliated himself. And again, he kicked a kicker. He kicked a kicker. I mean, what... And, and then the audacity to make a, a documentary about him trying to make him some sort of, of uh, rehabilitation figure. I mean, he sucks. Everything about Urban Meyer absolutely sucks, and I hope that his reputation is never fully
2: restored. I, I- he sucks. <laughs> How can he at this point how can he restore his his uh his reputation his I appearance know. I mean it's over with at this point I can't
0: believe Fox hired him back like I cannot believe well, that nobody can sit there and listen to him talk college football and take him seriously
2: no one the the bar for hiring guys that just have a name is pretty low over there at Fox Sports I don't know how you're surprised it just if you have a name if you if you used to do something in sports they'll they'll bring you on yeah
0: God. I mean next thing you know O.J. Simpson's going to be at that <laughs> desk What was your most notable sports divorce? Was it happy or acrimonious? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. What was your most notable sports divorce? And was it happy or acrimonious? Now, uh, Theo, for you... Uh, we talked about your your parting of ways with the Panthers. That was largely mature. It was done the right way. Didn't have to go to court. You win, and uh, you you found your, your next life partner, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what's another sports divorce in your life?
2: It, it's funny because this divorce is literally what led me as a kid to become a Miami Heat fan. Um, so maybe it was the most impactful divorce in sports that ever happened in my life, and it's maybe the most historic one of this era when you talk about Shaquille O'Neal, And Kobe Bryant, like when you reflect back on the duos in the National Basketball Association, they are maybe what a top two, top three duo of all time that just didn't get that longevity they should have had. And it literally was because of interpersonal relationships. This is a team that the Lakers had in the early 2000s that ran off three straight titles when the guys hated each other. Just imagine if Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal had a good, healthy relationship and were able to be cohesive and additive to each other, um, not just on the basketball floor but outside of it, and literally because of you know Shaquille O'Neal's work ethic, Kobe Bryant's uh, being a menace and just being such a, you know, just a, what do you even define that as? He was just such a hard ass, and Shaq was just the opposite. It didn't work out. There's some snitching involved. There's some allegations involved. And when Shaquille O'Neal finally leaves Kobe, goes to the Miami Heat, me as a kid that just loves Shaq, love his presence, that's when I became a Heat fan out in Houston. But then also it it created this weird dichotomy in me because now I'm rooting against the Lakers. I've become a Kobe hater. I'm rooting for Shaq and D-Wade. He's having a good post-career without, without Kobe. Kobe turns around and wins two titles. Like, when you think about all of the, the butterfly effect of the Shaq and Kobe divorce, there's so many layers to it, but at the end of the day, it kind of does feel like another one that had a happy ending on both sides. Both guys went off and got rings. Both guys had successful post careers as well without each other, and they did become amicable in the end. It was a nice, nice fairy tale type story. You could have put this thing on Disney
0: uh maybe not the uh the 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 particulars of the relationship oh, no, yeah. but yes yes there's Broadly, parts you gotta leave out sure could have been disney uh kobe tell me how my ass taste probably would not get by the uh the disney censors uh what was your most notable sports divorce was it a happier acrimonious 888-760-3776 stone this is mark antanasio he is the owner of of the Milwaukee Brewers. He talked to the uh, Wisconsin's Afternoon News yesterday about Craig Council leaving the Brewers for the Cubs. Here's his quote. Quote, this has allowed me to reflect on what we have in Milwaukee as a city. What I said to the group was, we've lost Craig, but Craig has lost us and our community.
3: Craig has lost us. And our community. Th- that's about uh, all the motivation you need. I know it's the offseason right now, and the World Series just wrapped up. Like, how but, juicy is that? But that drives you through. That allows you to pump iron as a team in the off season. That oh, allows yeah. you to get excited for spring training. Like, I think the Brewers are a team to look out for solely because of this, especially early on in the season. I, I just...
0: Now, I'm going to be honest. If it was the White Sox who fired Pedro Grafal, their terrible manager, and got Craig Consul and did it in the same ways the, the Cubs did, we're not talking about this today like this because I'm exuberant. I'm, I'm I'm thrilled. I feel great for Craig Counsel, But because it's the Cubs, what a bunch of jerks. Mm. What a bunch of sad sap uh, cheating sons of bees. Um, but Hey, all perspective, right? It's all, it's, it's all perspective. It's also wildly annoying being here in Chicago and being around Cubs fans celebrating that they got Craig council.
2: Now the Brewers owner could end up like Dan Gilbert in this thing. Never forget when, when LeBron James had his famous divorce from the city of Cleveland mm-hmm. and Dan Gilbert professed that the Cleveland Cavaliers sans LeBron James would win a ring before LeBron, would ever, And in less than what? two years after LeBron is uh, celebrating and, you know, having a championship parade and the Cavs have the first pick in the draft. Like, I don't think there's ways that this can end badly for the, uh, for the brewers as well.
0: Can, can we, should we read the, uh, the letter real quick after oh LeBron gosh. picked the heat? Here in we comic go.
2: Sans. Yeah. Dear day. Cleveland,
0: all of Northeast Ohio and Cleveland Cavalier supporters, wherever you may be tonight, as you now know, our former hero who grew up in the very region that he deserted this evening is no longer a Cleveland Cavalier. This was announced with a several-day narcissistic self-promotional buildup culminating with a national TV special of his decision, unlike anything ever witnessed in the history of sports and probably history of entertainment. Clearly, this is bitterly disappointing to all of us. The good news is that the ownership team and the rest to the hardworking, loyal, and driven staff over here at your hometown Cavaliers have not betrayed you, nor never will betray you. There is so much more to tell you about the events of the recent past and our more than exciting future. Mm -hmm. Oh God! Over the next several days and weeks, we'll be communicating much of that to you. You simply don't deserve this kind of cowardly betrayal. You've given so much and deserve so much more. In the meantime, I want to make one statement to you tonight. Uh I personally guarantee Uh that the Cleveland Cavaliers will win an NBA championship Mm -hmm. before the self-titled former king Mm -hmm. wins one. Mm -hmm. You can take it to the bank. If you You thought we were motivated before tonight to bring the hardware to Cleveland. I can tell you the shameful display of selfishness and betrayal by one of our very own has shifted our motivation to previously unknown and previously never experienced levels. Some people think they should go to heaven, but not have to die to get there. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, but that's simply not how it works. This shocking act of disloyalty from our homegrown chosen one sends the exact opposite lessons of what we would want our children to learn and who we would want them to grow up to become. But the good news is this heartless and Callous action can only serve as the antidote to the so-called curse on Cleveland, Ohio. That self-declared former king will be taking the curse with him down south. And until he does right by Cleveland and Ohio, James, and the town where he plays, will unfortunately own this dreaded spell and bad karma. Just watch. Sleep well, Cleveland. I mean, just reading it back, what a jackass.
2: That was terrible. People, I can't
0: believe LeBron went back.
2: People ask, <laughs> I me, right? believe that. Right. people ask me why I just hate Cleveland sports fans, the town of Cleveland, everything about Cleveland. It's, it literally started when all the fallout happened. where LeBron gave that town, that city, that franchise so much, and they act like such ungrateful little brats afterwards. They suck. And now, he still came back and delivered a title for them.
0: From that standpoint, asking on social media, what was your most notable sports divorce? Lane says, LeBron.
2: I still haven't forgiven him. I'm a Heat fan. Yeah, Heat fans are are, are brats, too. The dude came down and won two championships. Like, give it up. He was a mercenary.
0: What I'll say is thanks for the titles, LeBron, but Stone knows where I'm going. I do. Uh, Stone, could you play LeBron last night, speaking in glowing terms about his former team and, quote, one of his favorite coaches in Eric Spolster? This was after the Heat beat the Lakers. Hashtag Heat culture. This is LeBron in the postgame
2: and um, just the heat and the culture and what that
3: means to you? Um, well, I mean, for me, it's just always great to come back and play, you know, in, the, in a building where I have so many memories, um, play along, um, you know, on the floor with so many memories, like I said, and then go against, you know, one of my favorite coaches uh, in the all time. So, um, you know, with that, with that said, it's always great, you know, um, you know, it's, you know, they've done it the right way here for years and years and years, obviously starting with Pat, uh, Mickey, and, and obviously now Spohr was taking the reins and doing what he needs to do with that coaching staff and the, you know and everybody. You know, um, So everybody in between has come through here, uh, understands what it's all about, and, uh, uh, and they continue to do it the right way. So it's pretty cool to be back.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Appreciate the kind words about the Heat organization. Appreciate the kind words, LeBron, about one of your favorite coaches, Eric Spolstra. By the way, the same coach that you openly tried to get fired. When you were a member of the Heat, thanks for the compliments, but save it. It's disingenuous. Appreciate the titles. You still haven't thanked the fans. I still haven't seen a post from you, and you love being on Instagram. Still haven't seen a page taken out of the Miami Herald or the Sun Sentinel or the Palm Beach Post thanking Heat fans for having your back when everybody turned against you. But at least you had fun coming back to the arena where you made so many memories. Still saying nothing about Heat fans. Still saying nothing about Heat fans. Wah, wah, wah. Lebron, save it. We don't want to hear it.
2: Wah, wah, wah. The dude came and down take and that gave L last night. He gave the Heat fans the four best years of their lives. If you're a Miami Heat fan, that four year run where you have all the spotlight on you, all the winning comes through Miami, the Heatles—I mean, road games were exciting as well. There were two championships back to back. Heat fans enjoyed enough. He gave them enough. He don't got to take out note letter page in an article he don't got to do any of that the dude gave you enough but Ken wants it Kidding. Well, I'm not the only one, but I think I speak for the people.
0: I'm the man <laughs> oh, of the people. Good. I'm speaking for the people. Ooh. And the uh, people want an acknowledgement that they were the only ones that had that guy's back for four years. And what did he do? Yes, he won titles, but he also tried to get Spofire. The same guy now who is one of his favorite coaches. Oh, put a sock in it, LeBron.
2: <laughs> he was wrong, but yeah, kiss the rings, man. And I'm a Wade fan, all right? But he was, he was he, he did what he did. He did what he did. He still got us the championships, and um, and him leaving was a little sad. But you got, I don't get the, the Heat. The Heat don't have the same gripe that maybe a Cleveland should have because at least they felt like that was their hometown guy. They I'll thought he was this, staying forever.
0: I'll say this. I felt more with Jimmy's two finals runs than I felt th- with LeBron's time with more the pain heat. that's no. like not necess- more pain?
3: that's not necessarily true that's forced upon you that is that is no, has a lot I of feel to More biased I, I feel more
0: i feel more, more pain. with jimmy grinding away jimmy uh, embracing heat culture not leaving it, abandoning it like lebron did all those things he says every time he comes it's empty words it's empty empty words. I feel more with Jimmy's two final runs than I ever did with LeBron doing anything with the Heat.
2: The Heat and LeBron were good for each other. Miami taught him how to be a champion, and the Heat benefited off of having his talent, his leadership, and his ability on the court to win two titles. Like it it was a it was a mutual uh it was a symbiotic relationship to say the least. And it just y'all are just pathetic almost like the Cleveland fans for being sad that he left. All right? And- and Jimmy The same way you got him is the same way you lose him. You know that. Jimmy is purely heat culture, and he would never leave it. I don't know. He was emo Jimmy this uh this offseason. There's been flirting and, and hints in the media that he might be looking elsewhere. I don't know. he's not going anywhere. He's what not the most anywhere. notable sports right.
0: divorce. And and by the way, LeBron, again, shove it. Uh, those words mean nothing. <laughs> what was your most notable sports divorce? Was it happy or acrimonious? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 Is uh, Mahomes' voice coming next? It is. All right. I pay off my bet to Theo with the Dolphins losing to the Chiefs. I do the next segment as Patrick Mahomes when we come back. <clears throat> Need to go lubricate. It's Theo Dorsey. It's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levica, Levica Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.
1: the NHR and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3
0: Guys, may a couple real quick. Let me just talk about prize picks and then uh, I'll get into Patrick Mahomes' voice, okay? Yes, yes, yes. Paying off my bet to uh, to Theo. I just don't think the prize picks folks would like if I did an entire uh, promotion for them in uh, Patrick Mahomes' voice. prize picks the best daily fantasy i played you should play it and i know a lot of you do play it and if you are not yet playing it i got a tip for you they want to give you money how here's the promo code klv klv what's that it's the capital letters in my name look it up on google
2: do you google yourself theo uh from time to time yes yeah me too (laughs) I'm glad we could be honest on this show. Yeah, yeah, we're just being open about it.
0: (laughs) Prize picks. Tonight, you can play some NHL prize picks, some NBA prize picks. Maybe you're getting yourself set for Thursday night, start of week 10 of the NFL season. Listen, here's the gist of prize picks. You put in 20, and you can put together however many amount of picks, three or over, that you want. It can be as intricate as you want. You're doing more than or less than spe- st- specific stats, specific players. I've made as much as 400 at a time with Prize Picks. Put in 20 for 400. That's big time. I mean, Prize Picks. It is the best daily fantasy. It's the easiest to win daily fantasy, and I find it to be wildly fun because the app is super organized. They're giving you opportunities to put money into your account, and again, doubling your deposit up to 100. dollars if you use the promo code KLV. It's prize picks. prize picks. Prize picks. Prize picks. Promo code KLV. Prize picks. All right. I'm gonna pay off my bet. I'm going to pay off my bet. Uh Theo a Chiefs fan. Me, a Dolphins fan. Dolphins lose to the Chiefs twenty one to fourteen. Sunday morning in Germany.
3: You
2: want me to uh, you want me to
3: set the mood here, Ken? What,
0: uh, how,
2: how are you going to set the up the play. Give him the play. Up.
1: Out to hell. And that goes nowhere. Ball's loose. It is loose and picked up and loud. By a Touchdown.
0: That courtesy of CBS. <clears throat> so here is what I'll say about that play, guys. Um, That should have been blown dead. Based on... Uh, the rules of the NFL.
3: A little forward progression. Forward His progress. forward
0: progress was stopped, and that yep. should have blown the play dead, <laughs> and the Dolphins got screwed. They got really, really screwed on that play, and that was the difference because the Dolphins were the better team in the second half. But you have to move on, and the Dolphins have shown they can't beat good teams. But I hope you feel fortunate, Theo. Mr.
2: Mr. Mahomes, I have a question because the Dolphins, not only was I told they had the best offense Of all time, I was told it was the fastest offense of all time. That offense was on the field when number six, Brian Cook, a safety, ran a touchdown. And if they were the fastest of all time, how could they not catch a guy that probably runs a four or five?
0: Well, they probably thought that the play should have been blown dead, and they couldn't believe that uh, play was continuing. It was very loud, can't hear the, uh, the whether or not there's a whistle, so I'm pretty sure that's uh, what happened. I, I will say, Theo, I apologize for being an abject waste of time
3: in the second half. <laughs> And I and I don't think I couldn't do
0: anything. I couldn't do anything
3: in the second (laughs) half. I don't even think Tyreek Hill made a football move too when he caught the bubble.
0: Yeah, if anything, it should have been an incomplete pass. I mean, I think you're exactly right. Thank you so much for weighing in on that, Stone. Uh, I mean, I've got a uh, that's my this is Ken Levick's opinion now. Uh, (laughs) That that could have been an incomplete pass as well. But but when it comes to the Chiefs, they always get the benefit of the doubt, and you got to protect the shield, got to protect the brand, the defending champions, and of course, uh, Hamburg, Germany is. I, I don't know why, but it's the base of the Kansas City Chiefs European fans. Uh, so you got to protect the home team. Pat, Pat, Pat Frankfurt, I, by the
3: way. Can I ask you a question? Oh, Frankfurt. i uh, never been to Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick, can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the defensive Which one?
0: Ken or, or Mahomes? Which Mahomes. one am I being now? Mahomes. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
3: uh, okay. Steve Spagnola, what do you think uh, what he did? We talked about this team being really good offensively, holding them to 14 points. Like, what did you see well out there, and what were they doing to kind of uh, minimize two and the rest of his weapons?
0: Yeah, I think they took advantage of uh, a, a piecemeal offensive line, and uh, I, I think mm. that uh, they they were they were able to 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 play effective man to man. Now they did get away with a brutal hands to the face against Tyree Kill that uh, should have been called when uh, Tyree Kill got behind his defender and uh, could have gone for a big gain. Uh, that came in the uh, the second quarter, but uh, you know, again, we're talking about the Chiefs, we're talking about the officials, and uh, it had nothing to do with being. Able to match up speed for speed, but uh, Jalen Waddle's made a porcelain, and as soon as you, uh, you lose him for a couple of snaps and then he's got a wonky knee, mm-hmm. it becomes uh, much easier to just focus on Tyreek Hill. Let's not forget that uh, the Dolphins should have won the game. I've been like devolving into like a, a Polish guy from Chicago right <laughs> yeah, now. This is weird. Uh, this is uh, weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't stop. Uh, I'm having a hard time sustaining it. Don't uh, stop. I, uh, j- just keep in mind that on the Dolphins' final, uh, their third down, uh, the, the final throw from Tua, if it's not for a Miscommunication uh, because uh, Cedric Wilson got behind his corner. The Dolphins go for two. They win the game after after a touchdown there on third down. So keep all these things okay. in mind. Stone well,
2: Patrick, I'm going to have to ask you to excuse yourself from this one because you're starting to get ahead of yourself with all of the what ifs and whatnot, um, and you're doing a lot of assuming. So, and you also have to excuse yourself from this one because I want to talk to Ken directly. I want to get his objective opinion. We've okay, I still have to do it in the Mahomes voice. Yes, you though. have to talk in the Mahomes voice. We've been, okay. we've been talking sports divorces. Now it's divorces. like Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like cookie Monster. Lord, Cookie, true cookie. I'm having a really hard time. <laughs> um, no, we've been talking sports divorces today, and I just got to ask you, Ken, objectively, uh-huh. and Mahomes, again, sit this one out, but you still have to use your Mahomes voice, Ken. Okay. Uh, who's winning the Mahomes-Tyreek Hill divorce uh, because before the game, before the big game in Frankfurt, um, Tyreek Hill was talking all this noise about all the touchdown work. scores, you the gonna work they're going to get, uh, the celebration he was going to have, 250 yards and whatnot. And I just want to know objectively who's winning post-divorce between Mahomes and Tyreek Hill.
1: Uh, I would say that Patrick Mahomes
0: is, uh, is winning when it comes to team goals. Tyreek Hill uh, would never achieve his personal goals with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback like he is with Tua Tungavailoa. So what I would say is that it's a very mutual situation right now uh, between the two, and they'll see huh. each other again in the AFC wait, title wait. game to, to actually uh, be able to finally answer that conversation.
2: Another quick question here, quick follow-up. So you're saying that Tyreek Hill is a me-first guy, and he's selfish and that he cares more about individual goals if he thinks that Mahomes' championship is just as equal as his yardage record that he's going for.
3: Well, time for our number two.
2: <laughs> I, one more.
3: I have one more. I have one more for Patrick. Your, your brother uh, Jackson, he's been under fire recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Your brother Jackson, has oh, been under fire. What a pain in
1: the ass. that guy He's yes. been
3: under fire recently. Uh, sexual misconduct, <laughs> uh, assault allegations, and anything. If there were anything you could go to bat for Jackson and tell us uh, you know, what kind of person he was, could you do that for the audience?
0: I uh, I hope my wife had fun with Taylor Swift at dinner on Saturday night. <laughs> Is that your answer on the Jackson Holmes question? <laughs> I legally can't say anything about Jackson right now. That's <laughs> her brother. He's going through legal proceedings as we speak, and I need to protect myself. My lawyers advise me not to
2: talk about Jackson. Are you going to get him a Christmas gift? Yeah, i it. Good.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm losing this voice. I, uh, I really need to wrap this up now. Uh, that's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levica. The bet is paid, jackasses. <laughs> it's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.